What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle as well as Google Podcasts. Apple Podcasts and Spotify also on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like and subscribe. Also, check us out on Playback. Just go to playback.tv backslash 5RSN. That's playback.tv backslash 5RSN. You can watch the games with us. You can chat with us. You can even come on stage. We've done some of that, and we will be doing Playback for Game 4. It is free as long as you've got a subscription to a local uh, cable provider. And again, most of the people that we've had try to sign up with us have been able to do so. So check it out at playback.tv backslash 5RSN. Also check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network for your fantasy needs. You've got to play prize picks. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. You can follow us on Twitter for our picks. You can play more than just the NBA. You can play boxing on Saturday, MMA, NHL, MLB, NFL Futures, it's all there. Go to prizepicks.com, use the code 5 FIVE. And yes, it is legal in the state of Florida and many, many, many other states. Go to prizepicks.com, the Google Play Store, or the Apple App Store, but make sure you use that code 5 FIVE. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. And now, tonight's episode. Down Yikes. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Bucket said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I've got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. I've got Brady Hawk. You can follow him at Brady Hawk. 305, we're going to cover a number of different topics related to this series. The Miami Heat now lead, yes, that's right, lead 2-1 to one against the Milwaukee Bucks. With game four coming up Monday night, I'll be there with Brady and Alex. And again, we'll have full coverage of the game there. And the, the news, we're going to hit the news first here, guys. And then we'll kind of look ahead to game four 
And the news today was bad, but expected. Uh, Victor Oladipo tore his patella tendon in his other knee, not the one that he came to Miami with the injury, the surgery that wasn't really done properly and all the reasons that he got to the heat in the first place. It's the other one. It's the one that was bothering him. And he had the setbacks this season. You know, obviously that when, Elite athletes, elite athletes of which Victor Oladipo was one, have a major, major injury like that. There can be compensation problems with other parts of their body and particularly maybe the other side of the same uh, part of their body. And in this case, he's hurt the other one. And then as we saw, and whether it was sort of a wet spot on the floor or just buckling the wrong way, I think we knew. We knew that this was not good. The Heat players knew he didn't want the stretcher, but you can see Duncan Robinson kind of drop his head when Victor went to the floor. And also you can hear it in Eric Spolcher's voice and see it in his eyes. He'd clearly been crying before he spoke to us in the media. This is one of the things about Eric that I think his players really come to respect about him. He does care about them as human beings. And they invested a lot in Vic, but Vic invested a lot in them. He invested a lot in himself. And so we are going to talk about the ramifications of it from a short and long-term perspective here because we have to, and people are asking us the questions. But I just want to say from the very start, I mean, it, nobody feels good about this. Um, and, and you know, seeing Vic in the locker room yesterday, he was kind of smiling and joking, and it, was, it almost looked like teammates didn't know whether to approach him or not. And I'm sure there were conversations and things said before the media ever came in. But it was just it's just one of those things, like, what do you say? <laughs> You know, it's what do you say? What do you say to a guy who worked that hard to come back for so long, who was at the top of – he was close to at the top of his sport. I mean, when he was in Indiana, he almost single-handedly took LeBron James to seven games, playing with a pretty weak team with the Pacers. And now, you know, he's in a situation the last three years. He has to he has to handle the rehabilitation in countless hours, but also he had to swallow a totally different role – than he had before a totally different place in an organization. He got cut out of the rotation late in the year. We talked about the reasons why they made sense, but I actually thought he looked great yesterday and looked like he could fill a role for them going forward. And I tweeted out this photo from back in training camp. I can't believe it was six months ago, but in the Bahamas, he and Tyler hero were everywhere together, everywhere together. And everybody was trying to pit them against each other because, you know, Tyler wanted to be a starter and should Vic be a starter and all those guys did was laugh and joke around with each other and have this tremendous sort of personal chemistry with each other. And now they're both done essentially for the playoffs. Maybe Tyler can come back if the heat make the finals, but not before that. And it's just kind of a sad thing. I mean, it's not just kind of, it is a sad thing. And, you know, you hope that whatever decision Vic makes uh, for his future, that it's one he can get comfortable with because we've seen this so many guys, whether it's a Penny Hardaway or a Brandon Roy, or even a Tracy McGrady, or somebody that the Heat had dealings with, uh, Greg Oden. You know, when you are expected to dominate your sport, or even if you have got, come close to dominating your sport, or in Penny's case, and Grant Hill's case, and McGrady's case, you have dominated your sport. You've been a top five to ten player, and then you can't do that anymore. Uh, it, 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 you know, and some guys are able to adjust. You know, Grant Hill became a sort of a role player for the last five or six years of his career. Brandon Roy couldn't play anymore. Greg Oden suffered from depression, all kinds of different issues uh, related to it. And has talked about it since it's just sad. So, I mean, Greg, I'll let you kind of weigh in on that. And then we'll get to, again, the short and long-term ramifications of this, but I don't want to be so heartless as to just say, okay, who fills the rotation spot? Let's get to it. Okay. Do they have an injury exception? How do they handle it next year? We're going to talk about all that now. 
Um, but just the human thoughts about, you know, Vic and this opportunity, you know, that he created for himself and then was uh, sort of cruelly taken away from him yesterday. I think the way the players reacted said it all, like they knew that there was, um, it, Vic knew, Vic knew immediately what was happening and what, at least that's what it appeared as if he, he knew what time it was. And then when the players caught wind of that, just to see that, that sucks, you know, it's like a gut punch. And, um, you know, he had kind of just gotten back into the rotation. I was just looking here and the two games he played in, and I know we're not going to really dissect him from a basketball perspective at this moment, but Hey man, he was shooting 40% from three 43 or 53% from the field, getting a steal 11 and a half points in the, in the two games that he did play. So he was doing things and with hero out, he was going to have a, a role. So it, it, it's deflating that he was going to get the opportunity to get usage and to make the most of it. And then now he's not going to get the chance to do that. Also the fact that he chose to come to Miami we knew he wanted to be in Miami since he was in Indiana. Like that was like the worst kept secret. And then for him to um, signal, signal Miami, Houston and Miami work out a deal to get him there. He stay there. He end up turning down a deal from Washington this past off season that would have gave him a much bigger role offensively to stay in Miami, stay with that rehabilitation program. Um, and now he has a player option for $9.4 million to remain in Miami and continue to rehab for another go round. It's just disconcerting. And it's, it's awful to see. Um, I hate injuries. If I had three wishes, like one of my three wishes literally would probably be no injuries in sports. Um, no, I don't know about, that. but it would be close to on the top of the list. So anyway, uh, sucks to hear it. Uh, there's ramifications in the series because they didn't have Tyler to begin with. We'll get into those in a minute. Um, but overall, I just I hate to see that for Oladipo because it looked like he was about to get some run here. No, he was going to get some run here. And I want to get into the ramifications for this series first uh, before we get into the long-term ramifications. I just want to mention one thing because I don't think people realize it. Vic's going to be 31 in two weeks. So you're not talking about a young NBA player trying to come back again. I mean, you're talking about someone, he, you know, he had a pretty lengthy collegiate career and that's one of the reasons. And then that, that he's a little older. And then one of the, re and then, you know, he didn't really make it in the league right away. You know, he was the number two overall pick, but Orlando had so many young players at the time, sort of like they do now. And it was, it was kind of hard to win and find a consistent role there. And then he went to OKC it didn't really click for him right away there. It really was the trade to Indiana, the Paul George trade, where he was traded with Sabonis <laughs> actually up there, which if you look back, was a tremendous trade for Indiana to get that kind of value for Paul George. I guess another organization got even more value for Paul George. If you look at what the Clippers got at SGA and 3,000 first-round picks. But he's he's going to be 31 years old, and and, and, I, and it's going to be tough. I mean, you're now, now you're talking about you have one – leg that was unstable that you had to work all this time to repair. And now you have a second that's unstable. It almost, and I'm, I'm again, I'm no medical professional, but it would strike me that it might've been better if it was the same leg again. Uh, now he's got to rehab the other one while he may not have full strength in the initial one. I, it's going to be really hard to deal with that. Uh, I, before we go to break Brady, let's get into ramifications for this series. Okay. 
because we didn't count on him playing in this series, even with Hero out. We were not saying Vic is necessarily going to be in there. And I don't even know that Eric Spolster planned it because you and I were talking at the game and it's like that last minute of regulation went so well when he was picking up, you know, uh, 94 feet, you know, he's picking up Drew Holiday at 94 feet and and creating havoc there that it was almost like, okay, let's play him more in the second half. And and he seemed to have his burst and was playing extraordinarily well and kind of within the confines of the offense, which is the other thing that we, we had been looking for. So how big a loss is this? And, and what is, what is the change here if there needs to be a change? Yeah, it's funny because you mentioned that kind of last minute. It wasn't even a minute. It was 24 seconds, which is why I thought it was hilarious. Like they checked him in for Jimmy with 24 seconds left in the first quarter and say, just pick up Drew Holiday full court and just try to get them into just a weird shot. He picks up a full court. He pushes them into each direction, just lateral quickness, like straight cold off the bench. And I'm like, okay, he forces them into a weird look. Bam ends up getting a block uh, and ends up the end of the first quarter. And that's why... Uh, I even said that's why I said to you about the fact that I, I when he came back out there to start of the second quarter, I don't think that was planned. And I, it's not even something you could probably ask Mo after the game, because I don't think we would have gotten an answer because we he would not have said that either way. But I do believe that they were just throwing out there in one of those end of quarter situations and they were going to just go back to the regular rotation. But what he showed on that play was like, OK, he could bother Drew a little bit. This could be something they could utilize. And then he came out there the rest of the game Uh and I thought did a really good job defensively. Like I thought he was kind of everywhere, specifically in man. Like there was some things in zone that they were getting shots up, but in man, he was absolutely pressuring and doing some things. So then it, to your point, when you ask the question of what did they do next, they have to fill that void somewhat. But let me add the fact that, because I know we're going to talk adjustments later, but I'll add in right now. I think they found something specifically with matchups with Caleb Martin. Because they went to it a lot where they put Caleb on Drew and instead of Jimmy on Drew, they put Drew, they actually put Jimmy on Connaughton where they allowed him to help like a ton. They just sent help when they drove to the basket. Caleb was guarding Drew uh, and they just did some things with matchups that really worked that I thought the Caleb aspect of this, Caleb's minutes are going to skyrocket even more than I originally thought. So that's kind of step one. Duncan Robinson's going to get minutes either way. I think that we already know either way. Like the fact that when he's coming off a shooting performance like that, he's going to play. But when you're talking about all the Depot's role of, of what he just provided in that last game where you get that quick jolt of, of defense, the only guy you could point to is Haywood Smith. Like, that's the one single guy that you could say. It, it's not a big role. Like, it's like, go out there for three, four minutes and go play defense. That, that's essentially what it is. So you, you essentially have an eight-man rotation of the, of the starters they put out last night. You have Kyle, you have Caleb, you have Duncan. And the ninth guy, I think, is either Haywood for that defensive purposes or if they, if let's say Love's having a rough game, they go Zeller as backup five. Like those are kind of your two options. So I think it's Haywood or Love, or, or Haywood or, or Zeller. But I think more often than not, you're you're actually going to see Haywood in the series. I just think they're going to use him to kind of muck things up a little bit in certain matchups with Middleton, uh, and just kind of things like that. So it, I think it is a loss. Like to your point, like I, I thought he was going to actually end up being utilized. They still have to monitor the offensive stuff with him in general, but it didn't look bad last night. To Greg's points on the numbers and everything, it was just like. There were so many positives to that game as a whole, and it just collapsed so quickly. When you talk about the human side of it, just watching – I said after the game, I thought it was the most depressing playoff win I've ever seen. Like, it, the, the aura in that building, the aura around the players, just everything did not feel like a situation where an eight seed went up 2-1 on a one seed. Like, that is not what it felt like. Uh, and to your point about Oladipo, and specifically with the injury, it just felt like when, when he sat there and grabbed his knee, that looked like a guy that knew – what that injury felt like like that's just what it looked like and it looked like also a guy that knows how long this recovery takes like he's been through this multiple times so when you're talking about a guy like somebody that that is 31 and having to go through this 
this isn't just like somebody that's like, okay, well, I'm going to persevere and keep going. Like he has been through the trenches through this time and time again. So it's kind of a decision that he has to make. But the one thing I'll say is in credit to him, it, I don't think there's a more positive person that could deal with it. Like if you watch him on a daily basis, when he is injured, when he's going through all these things, I don't think there's somebody that could say something bad about him in, in terms of his energy or around the team. Like in, in Ethan, I know you have more, you both, you have more close sources to the stuff, but I don't think he's even somebody that's ever complained about role. Like he's, you know, whatever that he's been utilized or whatever he's been at the end of the bench, he's just done it. So like credit to him. And, and that's why I think it makes it tougher on the human side. When you look uh, at every player's reaction to that injury, when it's like Max can't even look at it. Jimmy puts his head in the, in the sky and looks like he wants to cry. Duncan puts his head down when he talks to him. Uh, Kyle yells out the F word right when he kind of talks to him. Like everybody's reaction was like just so just like so pers- at personal level where the game didn't matter. So that's why I thought this was just like, something that definitely had to be recognized. I think what sticks out too is that Vic's time in Miami was kind of a redemptive experience, even if it didn't work out or isn't going to work out the way he hoped because we talk about how everything said about him was positive. And that is true. I didn't hear anything negative from anyone in the organization, any teammates. You heard a lot negative in Indiana. You heard that he was kind of a fake, that he didn't really want to be there, that he didn't handle his situation correctly. There, I I had that concern just because of everything I'd heard at Indiana. I mean, if, if even if you go through the Twitter mentions, and we know Twitter is a cesspool now, but like even worse than before, but – the people who are are not sympathetic to him are the ones in Indiana because of sort of what the way things played out there at the end. And I know you know it's Twitter. We tend to we tend to augment a very very small minority, but still. But I didn't hear any of that in Miami. I, I really didn't. And you know he could have complained in, in some ways, and uh, you know because he didn't really get a shot at the starting two got job this year. Uh, we, we knew it was likely going to be Tyler, and as soon as. Uh, went to training camp. It was guaranteed it was going to be Tyler. They anointed it to be Tyler. And honestly, it should have been Tyler. But, you know, as far as there being an open competition between him and and, and Vic, it wasn't there. And again, those were the two guys I saw hanging out the most <laughs> in the Bahamas together. So it didn't affect Vic's attitude towards Tyler as a human being, the fact that Tyler was put ahead of him for that role. And he and, and even there was one time that he spoke to the media at, at his locker in the preseason. And he, he did kind of suggest that he would like to sort of know what his role is going to be. But I, I heard he didn't really make a lot of noise about it behind the scenes. So it, it's, it's just frustrating to see it. Um, and again, you can see in the way the Spolster reacted. I mean, Eric cares about his players a lot, um, but this one was a little different. I mean, again, this is a guy who committed to this organization to help him get back on track in the same way that they did with Sean Livingston and some others. And there were signs. We saw flashes of it. It's just hard to imagine where you go now uh, in terms of his career. The good thing for him is obviously he's, he, he, you know, he's made a good, good amount of money in the NBA and he has other interests, you know, whether it's music, uh, some of the other things that he does. And and you just hope that, um, you know, whatever decision he makes would be best for him and his family. I'll, I'll say this, and then I do want to get to uh, the the ramifications of this sort of longer term. But what Brady mentions there is important, that this didn't feel like a team that went up 2-1 yesterday. Like, not the building, not the locker room, nothing. Like, And I I don't know, again, if Giannis is not playing, takes away something from the accomplishment, but 
no one expected this team with the way that they've struggled throughout the year, with the way that they played against Atlanta to be in a position where they essentially control their destiny in this series. And yet they did not seem excited. And again, the crowd did not seem excited. You know, they'll have a day and a half and there'll be different fans in the stands and all the rest of this. And you won't have to have just seen that uh, what happened, but I do wonder if there's a bit of a pall here. I mean, there is, I mean, I talked to a couple of players. I'm not going to mention which, but in the locker room, and I'm just like, have you ever been through a year like this? Like, And they're just shaking their heads like, no, you know? And I just wonder, you know, at some point it's, okay, you're up to one. That's fantastic. But another, it's like, how much can we take at this stage? Like, how many, how much adversity are we going to have to deal with? Um, and, you know, you get hit with the Tyler thing. Now you get hit with the Oladipo thing. You're essentially running out of guards. And you can't replace them now. I mean, you have to be down to nine players for the league to be able to grant you some kind of an exception. I heard the name Jamal Kane mentioned in the locker room yesterday as somebody who could get minutes. I mean, we're at the point now where, again, I, I'd like some of what Jamal's done this year, but a two-way guy you're going to throw into the fire at this stage. I guess, Greg, I don't think from, he's eligible. He's not, right? Because he, he's not as a two-way. Is that correct? Correct. Okay, so then that's not even an option. But that players were suggesting that, so that tells you how they're kind of reaching at this stage. There are two different guys who said that to me. But again, before we get to the long-term ramifications here, emotionally, like, what do you expect from this team tomorrow or today if people are listening to it on Monday? I kind of – it's funny. You um, you bring up a good point with the fact that maybe that was a subdued victory celebration. I do think that there is a chance for them to uh, also – because of that subdued victory celebration, not suffer from a victory hangover and come out in this game and actually um, show the type of grit and intensity from tip that they should have showed in game two when they had the opportunity here. A lot of this, I think also it depends on Giannis. Like to me, when Giannis is playing, um, it's like, it's going to be tough to, to, to win. Everything is so close when Giannis is not playing to me, the Heat should be winning these games. If you have Jimmy and Bam, you have the two, basically the two best players in this series, get the damn victory. And so I know how connected Milwaukee is, and it's not that simple. I understand that one seeds end up one seed because the rest of their players play really good too. Uh, so I'm not trying to not tr- not trying to simplify it too much, but without Giannis, you have the opportunity to go up 3-1 back to Milwaukee and essentially say, you're going to have to beat us in Miami to beat us. And so I, I do think that the one thing about this is without that being in the fans' faces, Depot, and in the play, or um, Ethan, seeing Depot like um, in their faces, the players as well, clean slate, I think that they are, could be a little bit better energy um, in crunch time with that not taking place. So let's knock on wood that nothing else happens. Yeah, and with the season, you just never know. All right, we're going to talk a little bit more about the ramifications long-term of what happened to Vic uh, last night as we're speaking here. We do want to mention a couple of sponsors, the Five Reasons Sports Network. This is a really good time. It's called Miami Gaming Parties. If you haven't heard of them before, it's because it's a new company and they're doing something really, really cool here. You can find them at www.miamigamingparties.com. What they do is they deliver a customized gaming experience. They deliver private custom video game tournaments for gamers and their lucky guests. 
truly custom. You pick the game in the package, premium or black tie VIP for eight to 16 people. They bring everything from the PS5s to trophies for the winners, play at home or at a venue of your choosing. They'll do a free on-site consultation, tell you what will work best. It's perfect for birthday parties, bachelor parties, anniversaries, corporate events, anything you want to celebrate, like the Atlanta Hawks getting knocked out of the playoffs. You want to celebrate that, go to Miami Gaming Parties. Dot com because that's happening now, and they're the ones that bounced or almost bounced the heat in the play in or knocked them down to that other game. Check them out again at www.miamigamingparties.com. That's www.miamigamingparties.com. Also, I want to mention one more sponsor here friends over at You Break Wheel Fix. We've talked about them all the time. It's a complete automotive wheel solution. Never park too close to a sidewalk curb. I have. Or if you've gone into a pothole, pothole. I have. In fact, I reached out to Mark this week. Check out youbreakwheelfix.com. They do everything there. In addition to repairs, they can do refinishing for you through powder coating. They also, they can create the new colors for you too. So if you want the vice colors for the heat, uh, the canes colors, you want uh, the dolphins colors, they can do all of it for you. Go to youbreakwheelfix.com. Reach out to Mark and his staff at 305-748-0112. That's 305 748 Zero one one two. U break wheel fix.com. And that's with a U at the front. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game. I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. Um, we will talk Giannis here in a second. Before we do, Greg, just real quick, because we'll do further episodes on this. The And we have to, we have to talk about this because it matters in terms of the Heat's future. What was Oladipo's contract situation and how is it affected by this? So he essentially has a player option uh, coming up here this summer for $9.45 million. And um, by all accounts, because of this injury, he's expected to uh, you know, pick up that option, opt in, remain in Miami, and rehab for $9.5 million as an expiring contract that would be tradable. Although I don't know how tradable a 
player who is rehabbing from an injury. He's basically just would be an expiring contract that would get added to a deal. So if he is unable to play all of next season, for instance, like let's say that this surgery puts him out for a full 12 months, for instance, they've got a couple options. Um, They, one, they could look to get a disabled player exception. And that would be, you know, a situation where if he really wasn't going to play, then you would get um, $4.725 million, which would expire on March 10th. It would only be able to be used as a one-year deal to um, fill a spot for Oladipo. The second thing you could do is wave and stretch Victor Oladipo before the regular season. It would save $6.3 million and you'd have a dead cap hit of $3.15 million over the next three seasons. So that could be another way that you could get off of Oladipo's money, but then you'd have the Ryan Anderson haunts uh, us cap hit on the book. So to me, I think they'd try to find a deal where they could maybe include him and he would just be moved as part of a smaller piece in a larger package, or you apply for the disabled player exception, try to fill the hole and then, you know, let Oladipo rehab. There's not really much they can do because he can opt in and, and essentially who wants a player that is rehabbing, He's probably more valuable at this point to Miami um, as a rehabbing player than any other franchise. So we'll have to see because an expiring contract sometimes gets value when we don't expect it to. I mean, we don't blame the Heat for any of this, do we? I don't know how you could. No, I know. So no I know some. Fa- I, I know some fans will. We know some that's some fans are going to say they should have made that a team option and not a player option, but some, right. you know, like he took he took a lesser role to come back to Miami, and the risk reward of the idea of what Victor Oladipo could potentially bring to this team it's just a little ridiculous to play Monday morning quarterback on that stuff. It is, and and I also think it's reasonable to evaluate going forward what kind of chances you take. And and look, if you look at that trade, they gave up Kelly Olenek, um, who at the time had fallen out of favor here. I know there was a new look at Kelly, the way that fans viewed Kelly at the trade deadline this year. Uh, but, but again, they went after Kyle Lowry at that deadline, didn't get him, pivoted back to Oladipo as kind of the backup option in the last like 15 minutes, made the deal. Most Heat fans were happy about it, okay? I do think... Going forward, just as we've talked about reevaluating how you handle undrafted free agents and some of the other things that you do, I think you need to look at risk rewards again in terms of how many of them have actually paid off for this franchise. You know, you look at Sean Livingston was a cheap option who ended up having a bigger career after he left Miami, but that one sort of worked out. Other guys they brought in during the big three era, whether it was Odin, Beasley, um, uh, who else was it? Eddie Curry was a reclamation project. Again, most of these were minimum contracts. You didn't take big chances on them. Vicky spent a little more money. I mean, you had him in your system and you felt pretty good about the direction he was going. So you were willing to give him, you know, uh, you know, ru- you know, roughly eight figures for one year and then, and then do it again the next year. But I, I do think it's worth looking at. I mean, the modern NBA, you need to take some chances and, and a lot of them pay off, but more often than not, they're not going to. They're just not going to. And so I do think it's something uh, to look at going forward. One other thing to look at, and I'm going to let Brady close here on the Giannis question. 
BetterEdge.com. Use code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN. Play on our tournaments. Get $20 free. This is peer-to-peer local, uh, excuse me, legalized sports gambling. Legal in 44 states. You're not betting against a book. You're not betting with somebody in Costa Rica trying to get your money. You literally are betting against others who are using the exact same product. So, again, you can find the line that you want, uh, and it's totally legal. So go to BetterEdge.com. That's with an O, BetterEdge.com. Uh, use the code there, 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN. That's our product code, and you'll get $20 to play. And play in our daily tournaments. We're playing. We're doing daily tournaments uh, throughout the NBA playoffs, even if the Heat are eliminated. We will continue to do these tournaments at betteredge.com. All right, Brady, um, the Giannis question here. We don't know if he's going to play or not. Uh, you got the impression, and you're not reporting anything, so please no aggregation. But we were just talking after – everything ended yesterday, like you don't get the sense that he's coming back right away. Just on some of the comments that have been made. Um, and I just, I, I'm curious for your thoughts on that, but also I'll get into beyond that kind of what's at stake now for the bucks now that they're in this position. Yeah, it's definitely a weird position because being down two one, if Miami Giannis goes out, Miami wins this game at home. They're in a terrible position. At, clearly, like they are literally on the brink of elimination, down three one. But I don't think it's as simple as like Giannis just pushes back and just all just because they need him now he plays. Like this doesn't feel like one of those things where this this team is like holding him back. I just don't think he's right. Like that's just my impression that I get. Like there, there's I don't even seen any indication from anybody that's spoken where you, you get a good feeling that he's just going to come back when they need him right now. And especially now that there's not even a two day break, like they just, this indication that we got was literally 24 hours ago from when we we're recording this podcast. Like that does, that does not give me a good feeling about the fact that he's going to play, but Hey, you never know. He could end up playing. The weird thing about it is even if he does play, I just don't have much belief that he's the, going to be that same athletic movement, like change of direction type guy, because it's just one wrong step of the back and, and things just really could throw you off. Like everybody knows that the back is, is just a weird thing. So uh, I think my, Miami's prepared for either way, because as they said, they've been prepared this whole series for either way. They've, they've dealt with it in the regular season either way, because I think most of the games were even with without Giannis. Uh, but in terms of the stuff that you'd like to see kind of carry over, because we were talking about that kind of before this podcast too, I think they figured out some things in game three, but the question is how much does it, how much of it matters? Because I, I, so much of this I think is being carried by shooting. And I really think it's hilarious when you look at some of the numbers, I was looking through them today. The fact that Miami leads the, the among playoff teams in offensive rating by a wide margin, you go to points per game, which people just don't really look at. Now, it doesn't really matter a lot of the time because there's garbage time points. Miami leads in points per game by a wide margin. It's 124. Second place is Suns at 118, which is just insane. The fact that this Heat team was bottom five in offense all season. And then we go to the worst three-point shooting team in the NBA. Down there with all the, the, the teams that are in the top five of the lottery, just sitting there in that three-point percentage. And you see second on that list is the Celtics at 43%. You see the Miami Heat first on that list at 50% shooting. And they're not shooting a lot of them. Like, they're only shooting 31 a game, which is kind of on the lower tier of of attempts. They're just shooting the right ones, and they're making them. Like, if there was any – it's literally the opposite of last season where where everything – they were good in the regular season, fell off in the the playoffs. This year, they are horrible in the regular season, hitting right at the right time in the playoffs. Yes, it's a very small sample size. It's three games. They could fall off completely over the next four. Uh but it, it it still is happening, so we have to recognize it and kind of keep kind of rolling with the punches, it feels like. 
So this is an important part of it, but I thought some of the, the tweaks that they made offensively, the fact that they're forming everything around Jimmy and they're making up for, we were talking about who's going to make up for the pull of shooting from Tyler. Like who's going to add that extra juice that they're missing from him. It's been like a little bit from everybody. It's a weird dynamic. Like look at last night, like it's Duncan kind of hitting a couple of those pull-ups out, out of pick and rolls and handoffs. It's max in certain actions. I thought Kyle was massive in that realm. I thought he some of his shots in the mid range really opened things up. It's Jimmy as well. Jimmy's running pull-ups game, like game after game, possession after possession. So they're like making up for this in a weird way. But all of that to say, as much as I'm talking about the offense, and this is kind of ties everything together with or without Giannis, this team is like really doing things defensively right now. And it's a weird, and this ties also to the whole all the depot question and trying to figure that out. But they they just held this team to 99 points. And they, we I was went through kind of the there was a span in the in to finish the first quarter in the beginning of the second quarter. They went on a 19-0 run, which is wild in itself. Like going this Heat team going on a 19-0 run that that felt like n- not possible if you watch this team all year. And I was I was looking at it from the perspective of the offense was like clicking because Jimmy just started hitting threes. But I was like, well, what was happening defensively in this spin? Like, well, how did they just hold for over five minutes, Milwaukee, to this type of sh- to this type of efficiency? Uh, and it was interesting because I thought they did some really weird things where where they found some different loopholes, just as Milwaukee did in game two. Miami was doing things in game three where they were playing a little bit more drop and forced them into pull-ups that they didn't feel comfortable with. The three-point shooting wasn't as good. Matchups-wise, they threw Depot at Drew. They threw all the Depot at Drew. Like in game two, it was just Jimmy on Drew, Gabe on Middleton, go have your way, go find your shots. And it just felt like a weird dynamic. I just thought they figured some things out. And it may not, they, they might have a counter right back in game four and then this could all not matter. But I don't know. I had a weird feeling just looking at some of the stuff that they were able to figure out in this non-Giannis sense. I think they, they at this point, they need Giannis. Like I thought we talked about in game one, it was a heat anomaly. Game two was a Bucks anomaly. Now we're saying game three is a heat anomaly again. It's possible, but I I do think we're seeing some things from Spo where you're kind of seeing him figure some things out on the fly that if this game four is clearly important, we've seen this in a lot of these, you see the aura around Cleveland right now. They go down 3-1. You see a lot of these teams that, can, that just keep dropping. Uh, the Warriors were one possession away from going down 3-1 and that series would have been wrapped. Like this game is so crucial. So it puts a lot of pressure on the Bucks to figure out this thing with Giannis. I don't think they'll rush him. But I think they do recognize their limitations. Like they have to shoot 50 or 60% from three to be in a position, but so does Miami kind of. So it's an interesting dynamic, but it all eyes are on the injury report. And, and it may not even be the injury report, to be honest, because what a what a horrible ending to that game. Like it was Depot, it was Jimmy, it was Caleb. Like these guys are dropping like flies right now in the playoffs. Like you just don't know who's going to be on the court. But to start it out, at least, I think like, Spo likes what he has. Here's the thing, Greg, about this. The worst place to be in the playoffs from a public perception standpoint is in a pain tolerance area because oh, yeah. that that's when the media starts to jump on it, right? And that's what we're hearing with Kawhi and the Clippers and the Clipper fans. And look, Giannis is a guy who played through stuff to win a championship. So I don't think anybody questions, A, Giannis's commitment to – his city, we've seen that over and over, B, to his teammates, or C, to the game, okay? None of that, all right? This is not with, like, Kawhi, where there's been questions really about all three, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, commitment to his organization in San Antonio, to start commitment to the game, uh, in, in some ways, uh, commitment to his teammates during those situations. So it's not exactly the same as that. I think Embiid's heard a lot of that over time, and now there's an injury issue with him, too. 
But when it is pain tolerance and your team's down 2-1, he's going to feel it even more so than for the media. He's going to feel like he owes it to everybody to play. And that's a dangerous spot because, like I said, if you're talking about a back, he throws that thing out and then he's out for two weeks. He's out for three weeks. Well, their season's over at that point. I don't envy them right now having to make this decision. It it felt to me like – and some – I was talking to some Heat officials, not officials, but – people connected to the team in some way. And they were kind of talking about the arrogance maybe of the Bucks thinking they could get away with playing with, without Giannis. But, but I, I'm more online with Brady on this. I don't know that he really can play at a high level right now from everything I'm hearing. And so if that's the case, then uh, it, it kind of reminds me of Derek Rose against the heat. I think it was 2013. I might have a year wrong, but it was during the big three era where we just kept hearing he might play, he might play, he might play, and then the series ended, and then we were told he was never going to play. And, yeah. and, and that, that, that it, may it be where be that, It could just be that Giannis wants to play so bad because that's in his nature to want to get back out, back out there. Like, at the least, maybe he goes out and tries to be some sort of decoy. But again, you, you mentioned a really good point. They're trying to manage a mega star, one of the best players on earth, perennial MVP, a guy that is a pillar of your franchise and won you a championship. So they're going to take the long view with him. And so I think that there's also a level of being careful that I think uh, they're also trying to prove to him over and over and over and over again, that they're looking out for him and his best interests along with the organization. So uh, it's going to be interesting watching those injury updates tomorrow. I do have to admit that. We'll see how it goes. Uh, plenty to cover. Obviously we'll have it all covered. Check out playback. Also check out our sponsors. Um, Prize picks. Use code five F I V E better edge. Use code five R S N you break wheel Miami gaming parties.com. Alex will be back with us uh, as the week progresses. Everybody have a good night. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.